You've tuned into The Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to The Dr. Lowe Show. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have a repeat guest on the show. I only bring people back if I'm blown away by them and I'm definitely blown away by Dr. Terry Walls. Um, I get a little bit starstruck because I'm so inspired by her story. I have so much respect for the courage that she's had to change her life and completely turn her health around and also now paying it forward to helping other people. So I love Dr. Terry Walls. I know you will as well if you're not familiar with her story, which I don't know how you're not if, if you aren't, but so about my guest, Dr. Terry Walls is an Institute for Functional Medicine certified practitioner and a clinical professor of medicine at the University of Iowa, where she conducts clinical trials in the setting of multiple sclerosis. In 2018, she was awarded the Institute for Functional Medicine's Linus Pauling Award, which is a very big honor for her contributions in research, clinical care, and patient advocacy. She's the author of the amazing book, The Walls Protocol, a radical new way to treat all chronic autoimmune conditions using paleo principles, and the cookbook, The Walls Protocol for Life. That book I, I need to check out because you know you want to take the concepts and be able to actually apply them in the kitchen. So really helpful that that's been released as well. So welcome to the show. Welcome back. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you back. So. I, for, for those who are familiar with your story and, and I'll link the, the previous show in the show notes, but if we can just do a quick little, you know, uh, travel back in time to how things sure. were for you in the bad old days and how things, how, how they changed for you. So in 2000, I had a leg weakness, uh, saw my neurologist, uh, and was diagnosed with relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis. I had a lesion in my brain, another in my spinal cord and abnormal spinal fluid. I did my research, found the best MS center in the country, saw their best physician, took the newest drugs. Three years later, I'm in a tilt recline wheelchair and it's getting more and more difficult uh, for me to be able to function. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's becoming difficult to even sit up. I am uh, therefore um, Going back to reading the basic science, I began developing theories that mitochondria are what's driving my disability. Mm -hmm. And I began taking supplements focused on supporting my mitochondria. I discover a study using electrostimulation of muscles. I add that to my uh, physical therapy regimen. I, I then discovered the Institute for Functional Medicine. I take their course on neuroprotection. I, and I have a longer list of supplements. Mm -hmm. By 2007, I'm so weak I cannot sit up in a regular chair more than 10 minutes. Mm. I can take a few steps using two walking sticks. Otherwise, I'm in uh, either in bed or in a zero gravity chair with my knees higher than my nose. That's when I had this really big aha. What if I redesign my paleo diet based on um, what I learned from my review of the basic science and the functional medicine? And I started this new way of eating at the end of December 2007. By the end of January, it's clear that my uh, mental clarity has improved, my energy has improved, 
My physical therapist says, Terry, you're getting stronger. He advances my exercises to 10 minutes twice a day, then 15 minutes twice a day, then 20, then 30 minutes. Uh, he begins having me do uh, more body weight strengthening exercises. I lift tiny weights, like one pound weights. Uh, it, they gradually become more. I begin walking, stunning wow. you know, my uh, colleagues at the hospital. Uh, and then in May, so you know, basically five months later, um, I really want to try riding my bike for the first time in six years. Um, and so we have an emergency family meeting. Uh, Jackie tells my 16-year-old, six-foot-five son, who's a football player, uh, Zach, you run alongside on the left. She tells my 13-year-old daughter, Zeb, you run alongside on the right, and Jack will follow. And I bike around the block. That big 16-year-old boy, he's crying. The 13-year-old girl, she's crying. Jackie's crying. I'm crying. You know, and that's the moment when I realized that the current understanding of secondary progressive multiple sclerosis is incomplete. And who knows how much recovery might be possible. You know, after that, I bike a little more every day. And in October, Jackie signs me up for the Courage Ride, which is 18.5 months. And when I finish that ride, once again, everybody's crying. You know, my kids are crying, Jackie's crying, I'm crying. And, and this fundamentally changes how I think about disease. Mm -hmm. It will change the way I practice medicine and it will change the focus of my research. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I could see how that, that moment of riding your bike it just created a whole new world of possibilities for you, right? Like if Absolutely. I can heal to this level, what other levels can I get to? Yeah, you know, and I can now, so, you know, that's back in 2008, you know, and I keep at it, I keep working at it. I can now jog on my treadmill 20 minutes. Not wow. fast, mind you, but, but I'm jogging. And when I look back in 2007, you know, I said I could only sit up uh, for 10 minutes. And when you read the definition of being bedridden, the definition is you can't sit up more than 10 minutes. Mm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you went from bedridden to running on a treadmill and, and it was using these incremental changes, right? These incremental and, and then, changes. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the neuroplasticity, right? Your brain being able to remodel itself. And so have you had any other scans? Did you see how anything changed yeah. with the brain? Yeah, um, yes. You know, when I, when I walked into my neurologist's office uh, that spring, uh, he was so thrilled. We, we got another MRI and nothing had changed. I still mm -hmm. had uh, the lesion uh, in my spinal cord. I still had a couple lesions in my brain. And I said, you know, Terry, uh, of course, there's, they're still there because you, 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 ha you haven't had enhancing lesions for years. Mm -hmm. But clearly, you, you have remyelinated your brain. You have um, remapped your brain and your nervous system. Uh, so we're doing scans. We're just looking for new lesions. You haven't had any in a long time. You've not had any relapses. Uh, and so I, I continue to have scans. What, what is interesting that those old lesions um, are, 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 are gone. So, mm -hmm. uh, and spinal cord lesions are incredibly hard uh, to resolve. 
Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And so your brain made new neuronal pathways. You know, it's, it's amazing how we used to think that the brain, you know, what you're born with is what you got. And if it's damaged and tough luck, you know, make the best of it. But we know that that is, couldn't be further from the truth that your brain can completely heal and make new connections and challenging yourself is, is the name of the game, you know, pushing yourself a little bit beyond maybe what feels comfortable and you get explosions of new neuronal pathways. It's amazing. And it yes. creates so much hope, right? It's like you have so much more power than you think. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not a victim to medicine. So it's amazing. And I know you have put so much of these discoveries into more research, right? So can you tell us a little bit about your clinical research? What are some of the impactful results you found? So um, I, I do clinical trials testing uh, my diet uh, and lifestyle programs. Uh, the first trial I did was basically replicating everything that I did for myself and others with progressive MS, uh, primary progressive, secondary progressive. We were able to show that yes, people could do my protocol that we reduce fatigue, improve quality of life, reduce anxiety, reduce depression, uh, improve mental clarity. And then half of those folks improve their walking uh, and or hand function. Mm -hmm. uh, we've now done more studies uh, that are randomized controlled in, uh, uh, in relapse remitting MS. And again, we show that uh, reduce fatigue, improve quality of life, uh, better walking endurance, uh, less anxiety, less depression. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are recruiting for a new study, uh, a, a really much larger, longer study um, for people with relapsing or remitting multiple sclerosis. Uh, and we are comparing a ketogenic diet, a modified paleolithic diet, uh, which is basically uh, the diet that, that I used my recovery to usual diet, and people will be followed for uh, two years. We'll get uh, quality of life measures, we'll get hand and walking measures, uh, thinking measures, and we'll get brain MRIs uh, with a research magnet, so there's no contrast, uh, and we'll be able to see what happens to brain volume. Because if you have MS, brain volume shrinks more rapidly uh, and uh, it shrinks at a rate of 1% per year, which is frightening, mm -hmm. uh, which is why people with MS have higher rates of dementia, frailty, nursing home care. It's my hypothesis that by helping people improve their diet, we can get them back to healthy rates of uh, brain volume loss, which is 0.3% or less per year. Mm. Uh, and okay. I think that'll be uh, probably the most interesting finding from our study. Wow. So it, it, it actually shrinks three times faster than the normal brain. Than the healthy brain. Yeah. Healthy brain. So um, I'm sure people who aren't familiar with MS are wondering, do we know any, any of the things that are increasing someone's risk of getting MS? Um, so the, uh, there are a lot of factors. You have your genetics, uh, then you get uh, an infection, which might be Epstein-Barr, coronavirus, strep, staph, um, herpes, um, uh, Lyme disease, Chlamydophila. There are literally 21 different microbes that increase the risk. Mm -hmm. But still, most people get those infections don't develop MS. Right. So there, there's a third 
set of things, and these are the environmental stuff. And that encompasses what you've been eating all of your life, the microbes that live in your bowels, in your nose, uh, uh, on your skin, your uh, toxic exposures. Do you smoke? Um, uh, are you in an industrial area where there's more heavy metals in the air, uh, in the water you drink, in the food you're eating? Um, what uh, Do you have toxic relationships? Mm -hmm. uh, are you uh, uh, having a exercise program? You're physically active, physically fit. Uh, yeah, uh, what are is your self-talk, your mm -hmm. spiritual practice, your religious practice? In short, is your environment promoting health or promoting disease? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we know those things can turn on and off genes. So Absolutely. you may have the more likely to get it, but with your lifestyle and all of that, you can keep those good genes on, the bad genes off. Um, yeah, yeah. So we don't want to live in a bubble, right? We want to have that resilience to be able to have exposure to stuff because all of us are going to be exposed to something. So keeping ourselves really strong. I think the last time we talked, you mentioned something about one of the things you were taking on was kind of looking more at, at your stress throughout the day. I think you were doing, was it heart yeah. math or something like that? Correct. Mm -hmm. So um, what I've, um, over the years, I will vacillate where my focus is. So um, is it going to be more time spent on exercise, more time spent uh, on meditation? Uh, more times, uh, and right now I'm doing more time on meditation, and, and I realized that that was uh, very, very important. And as I did, that really improved the quality of my sleep. Uh, because for for many years, you know, I, I'm heart, I, I'm very ambitious. Uh, I love doing things. I love changing the world. Mm -hmm. and I've always been that way, uh, and so, and I've always had some insomnia. So I thought. Sleeping four hours a night, well, that's convenient. Then I just, there's more I want to do. So I just got up and I did all the things I wanted to be working on. I yeah. Like I realized that that was really terrible for me, that I should be, if I'm awake, then uh, meditate. Right. Just spend that's great. a couple extra hours uh, of meditation. Uh, and so now I can go through the practice of some gratitude. Uh, uh, practices, uh, some visualizations, uh, and that's improved my sleep. It's also added to my stress resilience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As, as invigorating and as fueling as passion can be, you can't replace sleep with passion, right? <laughs> Still got to no. give your body the, the physical rest that it needs. If um, you don't sleep enough, uh, we, we um, have problems with memory. Uh, mm -hmm. We have problems uh, with recall, uh, we'll ruin our blood sugar, and uh, acutely, we'll begin to hallucinate. Oh, yeah. Makes you crazy. I can attest for that in my postpartum phase. Well, when I'm working with patients, I still do you know, clinical work, and that's the first thing I focus on with patients. Let's get your sleep dialed in because your body heals on its own as you're sleeping. So I think that's, that's really important. So... Um, some of the the results that you're seeing with your research, how is that comparing to say like pharmaceuticals? You know, uh, so the drugs um, get FDA approval if they can show fewer number of enhancing lesions, mm. uh, and that's and they they will do that. The drugs are designed very effectively to do that. 
They don't do a very good job of reducing anxiety, depression, reducing fatigue, uh, uh, nor do they do, and they don't prevent that rapid brain volume loss, nor do they prevent cognitive decline. Right. And, and I think that's huge. Now, in my clinical practice and in our clinical trials, we see that the, my comprehensive program or the uh, diet program reduces brain fog, you know, reduces anxiety, reduces uh, depression. Uh, it improves uh, what's called working memory. Uh, and so that's improving our thinking. We've not had a, we have to have a study that lasts two years so I could measure what it does to brain volume. Uh, and I think that's one of our most important hypotheses is right. what does it do to brain volume? I am predicting that we'll be able to show that we can, we can get people to healthy rates of aging. Uh, which the drug studies have not have not been able to do yet. So, do you see there being a synergy between the walls approach and the medications and using them both, or oh, do you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, and I I caution everyone that when you get um, you see your neurologist, they'll talk with you about your number of lesions, your disability, and they'll certainly want you to be uh, on on drugs. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I don't want you to have enhancing lesions. Um, I, I certainly want you to read the side effect profile of the drugs, uh, and we can work towards getting you to the least toxic drugs and potentially off of the drugs. And we've had many people be very successful uh, with getting great control of their disease state using the loss protocol, and then being able to transition to less toxic drugs. Uh, and then they may either continue on something like Copaxone um, or Tecfidera or may elect to go off drugs entirely. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, when you talk about the brain size, is that relating to the actual amount of myelin? So is it well, the damage of myelin as the brain gets smaller? Do we know, can we grow myelin? So we, we can absolutely grow myelin and we'll be measuring that with uh, the scans uh, mm-hmm. that we'll be taking. Uh, and we know from animal models that you can uh, grow more myelin. Uh, the, uh, and early on in the MS diagnosis, there's a lot of myelin repair that's happening. But the longer you have the disease, the older you get, the less effective myelin repair is. Mm. And we, we, we know that if your immune cells are active and reactive in your brain, it turns off your ability to repair myelin. On the other hand, if your microglia are calm and they're in the pro-repair state, then myelin repair absolutely can happen. Okay. For people and, who don't know what myelin is, just back up. What is myelin? What are microglia? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So myelin are, are as the insulation around the uh, axons, which is the connective wiring between brain cells. Mm-hmm. And myelin is what's damaged with multiple sclerosis. The microglia are the immune cells in the brain that are either supervising the repair of the myelin or they are supervising the attack of the myelin. Mm -hmm. And so key is you want to have your microglia pointed towards repair. And to do that, you know, that's all about meditation, exercise, and diet quality. And that's the autoimmune process, right? So having your body turn against yourself. So helping that to, to heal 
and you know, prevent it as much as possible using the things you already talked about. But even once those microglia are pissed off and doing the wrong thing, those can be calmed and trained to, to do the right thing, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and the drugs will block a very specific step in the immune cascade to prevent uh, the attack in the brain. It, but we have to acknowledge that they can, we can, they can stop the attack, but they cannot, the drugs can't initiate repair. Got it. And that's where and, what you're referring to comes in to actually initiate the repair part. That's where diet and lifestyle is so key. And, yeah. and now I am so excited. Finally, more and more neurologists are, are getting my message that it's fine to take the drugs. I, I, I'm not anti-drug. I am very pro, you got to do diet and lifestyle folks because you have to fix your diet, meditate and move if you want your microglia pointed towards repair. Mm -hmm. Yep, use it or lose it, right? Yep, yeah. <laughs> you, ha you have to uh, adopt all of those um, pro-healing, pro-health lifestyle habits. Mm -hmm. What are astrocytes? Astrocytes are the uh, parts of the brain cells that wrap around the uh, blood vessels and they take the oxygen, nutrients, and transfer them into the brain and, and feed the neurons. That's the part of our brain cells that do the thinking and moving. Uh, and they feed the oligodendrocytes. Those are the cells that repair the myelin. So you have to have happy astrocytes. You have to have happy microglia in order to have the oligodendrocytes do the work of fixing up the myelin again. Mm -hmm. Can astrocytes uh, misbehave like microglia can? Oh yeah, you know, in the astrocytes, the microglia talk to one another. Uh, and so if either one senses trouble, then they go into the attack mode because they wanna destroy the pathogens and whatever's uh, you know, harming the brain cells. Mm -hmm. So they, they have a, a hair trigger for getting pissed off and, and very toxic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just imagine these really mean microglia just having some bad gossip talking to each other, creating a whole conspiracy. It's like, okay, let's, let's bring in some positivity and help these guys to behave, um, you know, helping them to work for you. Cause it's, this is what we're all talking about, right? The neuroplasticity. This is the part where the repair happens when we're talking about neuroplasticity. That's what this is referring to, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I, I am so old that when I went to medical school, we were, we, neuroplasticity was not a thing. Once you had damage to your brain, you were just out of luck. Yep. That repair was not possible. We now know that in fact, the brain can repair, uh, repair more easily when we're young. It's harder when we're old, but it is still possible with the right environment. Yes. Where does BDNF come into it? So this is a nerve growth factor. And this is something that the, the brain makes. It's very important for nourishing uh, brain cells. And what makes BDNF is exercise. Mm -hmm. So that is why it is so vital to move. Yes. Uh, and uh, if you can't move, then you, it's hard to make BDNF. Um, okay. I, I, I did learn, and I think it was cr uh, crucial as to why I was able to recover so much function is that because exercise was very difficult for me, I could only do 10 minutes of very limited exercise. 
when I discovered electrical stimulation muscles and I could add that so I could exercise electrically in addition to what I could do physically, then I was making some BDN up and I could gradually and steadily increase the amount of exercise, which so steadily, in, steadily increased my BDNF, my nerve growth factors, and accelerated the repair that was happening in my brain and in my spinal cord. Mm -hmm. Do you still do electrostim? Are you just doing exercise at this point? Uh, I do electrostim uh, two hours a day most days. So you know, cool. and, and, and I love it. I have to tell you, my brain loves electrical stimulation muscles. I want to do some electro stem. Is there a certain brand? You can say brands on this show. I don't care. Is there a certain kind so, that you like? So um, the over-the-counter brands uh, have uh, much sm smaller amounts of current that you can deliver. That's why they're over-the-counter. Mm -hmm. I uh, have a device that a clinical ther uh, physical therapist would use. Uh, it's called Newbie, manufactured by NuFit, N-E-U-F-I-T. Uh, and they initially treated athletes, helped them speed their recovery. Uh, then uh, I met Garrett. He and I started working together. And so now he has a branch that works with people who have um, multiple sclerosis and people who have spinal cord injury. So he has a clinical uh, application as well. He, he trains physical therapists. He has uh, MS boot camps where people with MS come uh, to his clinic in uh, Texas. They uh, train for a three-day weekend and decide if they want to continue uh, training uh, with one of their devices uh, virtually. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, uh, he and I uh, uh, collaborate. Uh, he's had, uh, likewise, we've been able to get people with very, you know, severe disability, wheelchair-dependent, up-walking. Uh, there was one lady who wheelchair dependent like me can only take just a couple of steps uh two years of really hard work she like me was a, a former division one athlete uh so she was willing to really work uh and she was able to walk her son down the aisle for Aww. his wedding and dance with him now wow. she, she wasn't really walking independently so she would have she had to walk with but you know she was thrilled he was thrilled you know um I cried when I watched the video of her uh, walking her her son down the aisle and of her dancing with him for the uh, mother-son dance. Absolutely. That's what life's about. Those are the moments that, you know, we're all working to get better so we can experience those. Are, are they, are, are you guys seeing results like that with just medication only, or is that not a typical change that would happen with the drugs? So medica medication will stop the new lesions right um and medication doesn't get people up out of the wheelchair right right that's what i was thinking to, to do that you're going to have to work your ass off yeah because you have to train the muscles up again i mm -hmm. uh, and you know in my clinical trials and in clinics people we can recover people with profound disability but i caution them this is going to be work it, it'll be uh, a couple of years and you'll work and I put the context of the work that I did. So, you know, I was a competitive athlete on, on, in a national uh, uh, competitions, but the, the training I did to recover my rehab was vastly more than whatever did as an athlete. Right. Oh, yeah. And the mindset too, right? Having that champion mindset 
that champion right. mindset to, to you have big goals and you know what's going to take you several years to get there. I'm, I have goals for this week. I'll get this week's tasks done. Then I'll do next week's. I, and I'm willing to work closely with my coach, which this was my physical therapist that I saw three days a week for four years. Mm -hmm. I, and we have people who are willing to put in that kind of effort and time. We can have what will feel to the outside like a miraculous outcome. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, I tell my patients with consistency, your brain has no choice but to change. You know, we know that it's that the brain repairs and it gets better. So, with that consistency, that dedication, that champion mindset, your brain is going to heal. It will rewire. You know, it will, will make, re, yep. It will make new connections. And you're either making new connections every day of getting worse and more feeble and more ill, mm -hmm. or you're making new connections that allow you to function. More yes. Yes. So we're going to be strengthening certain pathways regardless based on our thoughts and our actions. So you're going to pave some, some bad roadways with some potholes and some crazy traffic, or are you going to, you know, pave some beautiful, uh, yellow brick road <laughs> pathways uh, in absolutely. your brain. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's right. Every day you are making pathways. Uh, and you know, and I, I, I would talk to my kids about this, uh, when, you know, children are into uh, negativity and mm -hmm. woe is me and life is so terrible that it would drive the parents crazy because you know we know they're they're making destructive pathways i uh, and so we work really hard to help our, our children see that it's important to make positive pathways oh yeah and think about how inspiring pathways. how inspiring that is for a child to see their parent with the champion mindset because they're just going to get that just by seeing that modeled to them i have a three-year-old now so i i'm very i don't think i had a child last time we talked so i definitely know the importance of that uh that you know the the neuroplasticity <laughs> you, you, at any age correct mm -hmm. so let's say for people who are listening who are dealing with ms they're feeling like this sounds great and all, but I literally can't sit up for more than 10 minutes. What, what are some actionable things that they can start doing today to feel better? Okay, so we'll talk about things that won't cost you any money. Mm -hmm. uh, the first thing is let's cultivate gratitude. I love the idea of writing at least one sentence, I'm grateful for, and you could turn that in. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, what will be the good thing that will happen tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And if you're if you have enough energy, write three gratitudes and three good things that will happen tomorrow. Do that just before going to bed. Read it either out loud or in your head before going to bed. When you wake up in the morning, read your gratitudes and what are the good things that will happen. And you will gradually uh, rewire your gratitude parts of your brain uh, and your optimism and your uh, locus of control. Mm -hmm. Very important. That action will change your immune system in a more positive way. Doesn't cost you anything, but if uh, probably three minutes of your thinking and your focus in the evening and maybe 30 seconds in the morning. Uh, then in terms of the food, improve the quality of what you're eating uh, according to what you and your family can afford. Uh, so to be sure that you're not wasting any of your valuable food dollars 
on beverages or foods that lack nutrition. So be sure, you know, sugar sweetened beverages, get rid of that stuff. There's no nutrition there. Processed foods, uh, it, the more food is processed, the less nutrition. I'd rather you buy vegetables. Uh, if you're a vegetarian, legumes and rice. Or if you're a meat eater, then meat, fish, poultry, uh, some berries ideally, and that's what you eat. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, focus on that, uh, and then move more. Whatever you're doing now, be sure that you're you're getting outside. Do some uh, movement, whether it's walking, jogging, um, uh, dancing, biking. Yeah. And also the, the, you know, what you imagine your body thinks you're doing. So let's say you can barely move, watch some, some videos of people exercising, watch some dancing, right. And then just very visualize gradually yourself. visualize yourself doing that. Mm -hmm. Correct. You know, and you can, if you can't walk, you can dance in your chair. Yeah. Right. Yoga in your chair. You could do Tai, tai Chi in your chair. And you know, for a while, that that's what I, that's what I was doing was uh, chair-based uh, yoga and tai chi. Mm -hmm. What about for those listening who they don't have MS, but maybe a parent does or family member? Do you have any advice for those folks? Well, it is so much easier for the person who has MS, whatever their chronic health challenge is, is to have their family around them do do these kinds of health-based practices. Uh, and, you know, for example, you could have a gratitude practice before your meals, talking about what you're grateful for that day and what good things going to happen tomorrow. You could all, as a family, get rid of junk food and eat good food. As a family, you could do a movement practice together, whatever is interesting to the family. Uh, as a, you, you could do uh, laughs. You know, laughing is just so <laughs> healing. Taking time to have, uh, uh, tell jokes and have belly laughs. Uh, that also does uh, really great things for your immune system. Oh yeah, it's the best medicine, right? Laughter, whatever gets Laughter you laughing. Really it's really phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. So for those who are listening who want to be a part of the study, um, and we'll send the link in the show notes and um, we'll shoot out an email. So, um, but how, what's the best way for them to, to do that? You know, the simplest thing to do is to go to Terry Walls, T-E-R-R-Y, Walls, W-A-H-L-S.com. And you'll see a gold banner across the top. Click there. It'll take you to a link uh, where you can fill, fill out uh, a short form that gives us permission to begin the process of uh, getting you enrolled into the study. Uh, and the first thing is we put you in our uh, patient registry so we could talk, tell you about all of our studies and the future studies that we may have. Uh, and then if you're eligible for the current study, efficacy of diet on quality of life, we'll contact you and we'll tell you the next steps that we have to take to verify the diagnosis and get you enrolled. Beautiful. Wonderful. I hope any of you listening who are in that boat that you really take this offer up because uh, it's it's a I think it's a rare opportunity and it's yeah I mean, it, only it, improvements can come from it in my in my eyes. 
Yes, it, it, you'll be part of our disease registry even if you don't have relapse intermittent MS because we keep, um, we're writing protocols, we're writing grants for progressive MS. Um, we are writing grants for, uh, to do uh, some studies with long COVID uh, and with fibromyalgia. So there are additional pro uh, protocols that will be coming uh, in the very near future. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, for you guys listening, definitely check out Dr. Wall's books, The Wall's Protocol, and her cookbook, The Wall's Protocol for Wall's Protocol Cooking for Life. And um, check out her her website, terrywalls.com. I'm sure you have a lot of other things on there, even if someone isn't going to sign up for the study. Yes, we have we have tremendous resources for anyone who wants to uh, get better control of their autoimmune disease. We have a, a wonderful online course. And we have some uh, courses to help people learn how they can improve their remyelination. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it. Well, we appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for spending time with us again and sharing your expertise and working so hard to pay it forward all that you, uh, you know, went through and healed from. Really appreciate your story. So thanks again. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.